So, we are back with the Honey Squad. It's Margarita Monday. And we were talking about Chris Rock and Will Smith and how we felt about it. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, um, what, I don't need all this stuff coming up on my screen. How I feel about it, I think Will Smith was wrong. But I understand why, right? Right. But for somebody who says we solve conflicts with love and mm -hmm. not aggression, he was very aggressive. Very much so. So, like, Chris shouldn't have been talking shit about Jada's hair. I know. That's a sore spot. It is a sore spot. Yes. It is such a sore spot because, you know, not a lot of people. And, and you know what? Let me just go in and get into my story. Uh-huh. Not a lot. And, and you know what? It's time to just go ahead and say it, girl. Say it, girl. It is see me, love me. Not a lot of people know, except my family and my best friend, but I have alopecia. And so, I'm speaking for me, it's devastating because you're losing a part of what makes you a woman. Mm -hmm. Men love women's hair. Yeah. And me being a black woman, you know, our hair is always typically kinky or curly or coily or whatever, but, you know, not being able to wear your own hair and feel comfortable, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. And I ha and I struggle with it, um, and I always hate getting my hair done. I like the aftermath, but I hate getting my hair done because it reminds me of my issue um, and having to try and deal with it. Right. So I, when I found out that Jada had alopecia, I was like, "Okay, girl, thank you for coming out. Thank you for being that comfortable and that honest to come out with your issues." Right. I'm just not there yet. Yeah. Well, you're almost there because you just did it on live video. I know. So it's still rough. See me, love me. See me, love me. So that's why I always, because I always have my my braids or my 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 hair, mm -hmm. but not my hair. Yeah. So that bothers you on a different level. It really did, and it hurt me. And I was like, "You go, Will, taking up a hug." Mm -hmm. But you know, when you don't know somebody's issue, you don't know their what's going on behind closed doors. Right. It's hard. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I've seen today a lot of people, like, I know she talks about it because I've, man, I've, something's always coming up on my phone. Mm -hmm. And so, I read where a lot of people didn't even know that she had it. They just thought she decided to shave her hair off. Right. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why somebody would think that, but, because from what I know, she has her, not her podcast, but her Red Table mm -hmm. talks that she does. Mm -hmm. And she talked about it on that. So, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people actually listen to it, but she's made videos talking about the fact that she has alopecia. I just, it doesn't come across my feet. Right. So, part of me is just like, maybe he didn't know, but then again, it's like, he's in Hollywood, so he should know because yeah. I feel like they all know each other's business. They do. But, yeah, they do. yeah so anyways, I, I think they were both in the wrong, but I also feel like, um, instead of Will going up there and smacking him like he did, I think that he should have handled it backstage. I do too. Yeah, I think that should have been. I think that should have been a backstage brawl. Mm-hmm. Not on TV. I'll see you outside. In the back, in the parking lot. Oh. Mm-hmm. You said ho. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I didn't say it. So today on Margarita Monday, we're going to talk about fixing garage doors. <laughs> Which we don't know how to do. <laughs> And it did. That's why we had to get off and go <laughs> and restart. 
my brother-in-law, I love, love, love you. Adrian, you my dude. You are my dude. And, you know, Alicia, she told me he could come back, he could come back over, but he was trying to help me. My driver was crooked today. Patty Wampus? <laughs> yes, it was kind of crooked. <laughs> It kind of leaned it forward, so it had that lean. Gangster lean. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, gonna walk out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of was leaning, so he came and was trying to, to fix it, but then he what stopped the podcast was like, "I need you to come outside real quick. <laughs> I need you to come outside." And I was like, "Oh, my. this almost did not happen." <laughs> no, it did not. And we did have some really funny plans for tonight. We did, but it has been such a crazy day. It has been. It a, did not come to fruition. It did not. But you know what? But that's that's why it is a margarita Monday. Here, here, clink. So tonight. The Honey Squad will be talking about a certain type of parental alienation. We started talking about it before. We didn't quite get to it. We, like, touched on it. We touched on it. So, we'll go back to what we were originally talking about. Yeah. And let's get back to this. So, I also feel that um, it's wrong for one parent to bait the child in by promises of, hey, let's if when you come home, I'm going to take you to the store, and we're going to go buy this, and we're going to do that. We're going to do your favorite. We're going to go to Sky Zone. Or, or you can't do this at this parent's house, but I'll let you do it at my house. Yes. Yeah. So, I do think it's sometimes it's damn near impossible for both households to have the same rules. It is. Because not everybody parents the same. CJ and I don't parent the same. We do in some ways, but I'm strict, and CJ's, he's strict. But in a different way than I am. Like, yeah. I'm like structure, structure, structure. Right. And I don't think that he's structure, but it's different. It's hard to explain. You'd have to, seriously, we need a reality show. But if you're listening to Andy Cohen. But um, anyways, um, like the kids, they come over to our house sometimes. And they're just like, well, we do it, you know, like at first. We're like, well, we don't do this over at mom's house. And it's just that same old, you know, answer when you're not at your mom's house. Right. And I would expect her to say the same thing. We don't do this at dad's house. Well, you're not at your dad's house. Right. And it's the best way to get on the same page is if you can have that candid open conversation with the other parent. Yeah. But still, things are going to be different because it is a different dynamic in each home. It is. Um, one of the things that we were going to touch on tonight is a type of parental alienation. And I think there's more than one type. Um, I'm sure... God, if, if you're manipulative enough as a parent, you can find millions of types, I'm sure. Yeah. Even this, like, low-key being shady, you can find different ways. Mm -hmm. um, one way, I uh, had talked to a friend who is having issues with um, the other parent using things like buying things for their child that they share to keep them at their house. So, well, I know it's, you know, their weekend to have you, so I'm going to, let's go out and like buy something so that way they can keep them home. And to me, excuse me, Margarita Bear, um, that's parental alienation because you're basically using that child against the other parent. Mm -hmm. You're using that child to harm the other parent and that's trying to, if you can't control the other parent because you still have some like, you know, animosity or you still have some anger. You're using that child to control the other parent because you can't control them anymore. Right. So since you can't control them, well, hey, I'm going to go through my kid to do it. And it might not be a conscious thought, but they know that when they plant these seeds in the kid's head, it's going to hurt the other parent. Yeah. And then they win. 
But you want to know what? They don't win because they're hurting that kid. They really and do. at the very end of every single day, more and more they do that, that kid is going to grow up and it's going to be, I see you for what you are and what you did. Mm -hmm. And I resent you for it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to damage the relationship. It is. And that's why they say the best thing that you can do is have an open dialogue between households. Even if you don't like each other, you can fake it until they're 18 and then move the hell on. That's, that's real talk. Yeah. That is real talk. Um, and it's hard because, you know, with those type of dynamics, because you're right, every my rules here don't always apply to your house. Mm -hmm. But, excuse me, I'm not going to read Purse. You know, I used to uh, make Zeri come home and, and clean up mm -hmm. because he did, he was in such a hurry to go to your house. Yeah. But then, you know, you're lacking the things that you're supposed to do here mm -hmm. because you're trying to get to dad's. Yeah. So that way you can do whatever it is that dad lets you because dad lets you play your game. Yeah. And I normally don't let Zeri game during the week. Yeah. So, I don't know how that goes at your house, but he's not allowed to game at the week, during the week. Yeah. Well, he can game if there's no homework until bedtime. Nope. No gaming at my house. But know. it's got to be, oh, well, no, no more gaming then. There, there's no gaming during the week. Yeah. There's no gaming during the week. I didn't know that, but now that I do. Yeah. There's no gaming during the week. We will keep, we will keep that the same in our house, too. Well, and I'm going to tell you, Kelly, I feel like with everything that's been going on, I've been laxed on it, but normally there's no gaming during the week. Mm -hmm. you got to get your homework and see... That's what one of those things that I have in place here at my house. Mm -hmm. But then I can't tell you what to do at your house. But right. see, if Zaria knows, well, you know what? If I go to dad's house, I know I can game. Yeah. After I get my homework done. Yeah. Which he never has. <laughs> <laughs> homework's, homework's not something that happens. No. Oh, bless you. Get on. About to get the shit set. <laughs> <laughs> right but um yeah but i mean that's something where that's not really alienation though it's not alienation that's but, just him but it would be alienation i was like you know what if if cj were to say is there you can come over here and game mm -hmm. knowing that it's a rule of mine yeah he can't game then but he's gonna want to go over there he's gonna come to your house yeah and, and game and see it's shady because he's not saying anything about you no He's just using Zarian in a way yes. to get at you. Yes, to get it. Yeah, so it's like a very manipulative form mm -hmm. of parental alienation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one thing that a friend of mine, she has to deal with this, the other parent will call the kid and say, I miss you so much. I wish you would come home. Like, you know, and then the other kid feels bad and they want to come home because they feel like they're responsible for that parent's emotions. Yes, mom's lonely. And I'm sorry, as a child, you should never feel like you're responsible for your parent's emotions. Never. Because you are only responsible for your own. That's right. And that is messed up in my book. It is, on every level. Right. And so then the kid feels confused because they don't know what to do. Like, they don't know whether to, you know, go or stay or... Is my parent going to stop loving me or are they going to be angry with me because I want to go or stay? And then it just creates this sense of confusion and frustration and like no kid wants to hurt their parent. No. So it's putting them in this really terrible position of, you know, I don't want to upset anybody, but it makes them feel like they're going to have to upset somebody. Right. They're kids. Like yes. kids should just be kids. Yes. And see, and I'm going to tell you, mama will tell you 
the best belly. Zarian never wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm -hmm. Never, never, never. Yeah. So if CJ ever said, Zarian, won't you come over here? Because you know, I miss you and I think we should we'll we'll go do this and mm -hmm. we'll go do that. And Zarian's like, okay, but knowing that it's not his weekend, which yeah. CJ wouldn't do. Then Zarian feels guilty, and but he doesn't want he doesn't want to hurt CJ's feelings, right? And so when you're in that situation, you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Yeah. So I think this was my advice as a parent. You just say no. Yeah. If it is your time, it's your time, and that kid should not be put in a position where they have to choose. So you just go ahead and choose for them. And if they get mad at you, they'll get over it. Right. Because I'm and I'm gonna tell you, if you have a decent relationship with the other parent. That other parent shouldn't step on your toes. Well, that the fact, but see, I think this is the other thing too. Is if you don't have a good relationship with that other parent, they're boobs. And they, that's exciting, isn't it? Um, if you don't have a good relationship with that other parent, you tell them no, then the other parent's probably just like, well, that only does me a favor because then they're going to be mad because they wouldn't let them come over. So mm -hmm. there again, that's another manipulative way of setting the other parent up for failure and making you look like you're the good guy. Right. And, and again, in the long run, it is going to backfire because these kids will grow up and they'll see it for what it is. Yeah. Maybe they'll go to therapy. Maybe they'll have to deal with it themselves. Maybe right. they'll just have questions about why did you do this. Or better yet, they'll do it to their kids. Exactly. And it is a repeated cycle. It is a repeated cycle. So there are some things that my mom did to me growing up. And I love my mom, but we did not have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. And... Um, when Sophie was a teenager, I could see myself slipping into some of those same behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I stopped that at the button because I do not want to turn into my mother. I don't want my kids to have the same relationship with me that I had with my mom. And I think when you do have issues with your mother, and you know you have issues with your mother because of things that happened to you in your childhood, you can see when you're doing it too. Yeah. Like you know. Even if you don't want to admit it. You freaking know you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can play dumb, but not everybody's that dumb. Right. You know. So, I think as parents, the one thing that we have to make sure that we're doing is setting our kids up for success so that they don't repeat. They're the ones that stop the bad behavior. <coughs> but, for, I mean, the biggest thing for me, and it, it breaks my heart, like, don't use your child as a weapon against your ex. Right. And, Kelly, you know what? And... And it's hard for me because I always enjoyed my time because, honey, when Zarian left or when he leaves to come to y'all, honey, mm -hmm. ooh, that's my time. I can go wherever I want. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I can the pole home. comes down from the ceiling. Yeah. And it just makes it drop down. Yeah. I don't have to be home on time. I can go to Walmart at, at 930 if I want to. I don't have to worry about anything, even though Zarian's older now. But that was my time. Yeah. So I don't, and I think that's what I don't understand because my time is my time. And as parents, we do need those breaks from our kids. You can't take care of your kids unless you take care of yourself. Right. I and mean, that's why they tell you when you're in a plane, put the oxygen mask on yourself. Yes. Then put it on your kid. Yes. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're, you're worthless to your child. Right. Because you're going to be filled with exhaustion, mm -hmm. anger, resentment. I mean, you're going to start resenting your kid because, you, or blame your kid because it's like you always want something, you always need something, but it's just like, that's what kids do. So right. if you didn't know that's what kids did before you had a kid, then, I mean, sucks to suck. It does suck to suck. <laughs> Should have talked to some other parents, but you know, that's just how it goes yeah. until they turn teenagers and they don't ever want to see you. 
then you're just like, will you please come watch a movie with me? I just want you to watch a movie with me. I know, honey. I can't even get that no more. Yeah. But seriously, because my time away from Darian is my time. And, and people will say, that people that know me, mm-hmm. they will say, you know, you're, you know, he's always gone. But, yeah. you know, when it is one of those rare occasions that he don't want to come over. Mm-hmm. Then I have Darian for 10 days straight. Yeah. And, and we don't have, we don't have that type of relationship. That is not the way our relationship is set up. Yeah. Our relationship is set up to where I get my, we're together five days and he goes somewhere else for two days. <laughs> and those two days are your self-love days. <laughs> where mama takes care of herself. <laughs> but, you know, most of the time, and people that know me know that I'm either working somewhere, mm-hmm. doing, uh, working, going to work somewhere, or I'm here. But yeah. then that's one less person that I have to worry about because that means I don't have to worry about cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. I can eat a bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. even though Zary eat a bowl of cereal. But then I don't have to worry about making sure that he's got enough milk. Right. And I want to eat a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or peanut yeah. butter and crackers. That's my time. Yeah. That I don't have to worry about another person. Right. Or people or little people. So that was one of the things when I was a single mom, and I'm sure I've said this before on other podcasts. Like, if I could have had my kids 24-7, I would have had my kids 24-7. But don't think they would have went to grandma's for the weekend to spend the night at some point in time because I would have been tired. Yeah. And so when you get divorced and you do have to share custody um, with Sophie, um, when Todd and I split up before we had Xander, because I'm one of those rednecks that did it twice with the same guy. We, you know, got married, had Sophie split up, got back together, had Xander almost instantly. <laughs> and... Um, then it just inevitably went back to where it was. So um, when it was just Sophie, we had week on, week off. Mm-hmm. And so that first couple of weeks off sucked. I had my girl Nikki Haley, shout out to my boo Nikki. Hey Nikki. Who lived with me for a while and we went out and, you know, got trashed and had fun and just partied and did our thing and we had a good time. We had parties at the house. I mean, we did. We had fun. Right. But it was really just kind of like filling that empty space because I missed my kids. And yeah. of course, when Sophie was home, it was just like the two lesbians <laughs> raising their child. <laughs> like, I'm sure the whole neighborhood was just like, mm-hmm. I see that going on over there. That's right. <laughs> okay. You know, and why is it such a stigma when two women live together that they got to be lesbians? I mean, who cares if they are? Who cares if they're not? I mean, why, why do people got to judge anyways? Like, seriously, why do people got to judge? So, I mean, Nikki and I would, like, seriously play it up on occasion. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. I'm going to tell you. we don't care. I had a roommate for a brief time. And then people would always assume that we were lesbians. No, we were not. We were not lesbians. I don't like that. No. But who cares, though? I mean, who I cares? Know. But then, you know, but she would go out there and do stuff. <laughs> She would, you know, she would fix on her car. She would do whatever. Yeah. She would do stuff, but I would be like. Well, I would have been the man. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am not that. I am my mother's daughter. Can you can, can we pay somebody to do that? Yeah. I'm going to pay somebody to. I'm going to pay somebody to come fix this garage door for real. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to paying. I would too. <laughs> I think Adrian's done enough. Yeah. When it comes <laughs> to paying. You know what? We're going to pay somebody to do that. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it goes. Girl, I know how to change my own oil and my brake pads and rotate tires. 
I don't know. My daddy that. taught me how to do all kinds of shit. That's why I'm the man. No, because what do you do? I'm the man in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, nope, we're going to pay somebody to do that. <laughs> my mama won't let my daddy. CJ's like, nope, we're going to pay somebody yeah. to do that. Yeah. My mama <laughs> won't let my daddy do too much because we're going to pay somebody to do that. Yeah. The only thing that daddy was allowed to do is cut the grass. Yeah. And wash the cars. Yeah, I did that too. But I like cutting grass because it burns calories, but I don't have much of the yard now, so I'll just make the kids do it. <laughs> I'll sit there and watch them bounce my leg and burn the same amount of calories. I think I think I'm gonna make Zary do watch some yard work this summer. So I'll tell y'all, when Xander would get in trouble, I got one of those push mowers, the real mowers. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought it was gonna be easy, so I got it because we had uh, like a really small yard mm -hmm. when we first moved into Innsbruck. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, man, we don't, I'm not going to spend money on like a real mower. I'm just going to get a real mower because there's not that much grass. I had like two rows cut and I was just like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> I'm not doing this. And so when Xander wouldn't get in trouble, that's what he had to do is use the real mower until he, you know. Because I'm going to tell you, I think I had, learned. <laughs> I think I could really cut my, I used to cut my grass with a uh, weed eater. Mm -hmm. That's all I need to do. I did that in my first house because I was too poor to afford a lawnmower. And then my girl Danielle sent her husband over to mow for me. I'm gonna get better. I am. I'm, I'm going. I'm taking. I'm taking stock and in, in, in stuff, doing stuff on my house. I'm gonna get better. <laughs> I have. I have a project in mind. So like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. We're rabbit trailing again. Uh, oh God. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, back to parental alienation. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you had friends complain about with that? Um, I, I don't know. Really, I, I don't know. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, it, it does go back to, you know, I miss you. Mm -hmm. I'll be glad when you come home. Mm -hmm. Or, you know. So, okay, I think there's a lot. I think I miss you and I'll be glad when you come home isn't terrible. But I think when you play up on it, like, I really wish you were here. Like, I just, I miss you so bad. And especially with like smaller kids. Yeah. You just start tugging at the heartstrings. Like, you know, I wish you were here so we could go and do this. Or I wish you were here so you could go and do that. Yeah. You know, especially if they're like bored or whatever at your house. I think that doing stuff like that, whether it be intentional or not, it is still a form of parental alienation. And it, it still hurts the child. It is. And, I mean, it just goes back to you don't use your child as a weapon to hurt your ex. You don't. Or you don't use your child as a weapon to hurt that family. Because, it's like I said earlier, it's, cheap, it's treating your child like a piece of property. Yeah. Children are not property. They're children. Right. And that's where I get, like, I get lit. Mm-hmm about that I get pissed off because it's just like you know like when people say my kids like if they get into a fight with the other um, with the other parent they're just like my kids my kids I'm just like oh, oh my god y'all's kids our kids because they didn't grow out of your head like Zeus having Athena mm -hmm. I think it was Athena it's been a minute since I've done Greek mythology mm -hmm. but what is it is our children and so when you say things like my kids that's treating them like a piece of property. It is. Because it is used in that kind of way. Now, if you're talking to a teacher, you're like, you know what? I'm so sorry my child's being a turd. Yeah. That's different. But when you're fighting with... Uh, the other parent? Yeah, the other parent. You're just like, my kid, my kid, my kid. And it's just like, mm -mm 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 -mm. hold up now. It's not just your kid. And that's treating them like a piece of property. It is. 
and I can't handle that. Because again, it goes all the way back to why are you being so selfish? Let it go, Indiana. You're hurting your child. Yeah. If you love your child and you truly want the best for them, stop using them as a pawn to hurt the other parents. Right. It just don't work like that. But then, don't you think, and I, you know what, I have another answer for you, and my friend, let's see what you think about this. Okay. Let's try, let's get it. Let's do it. So what if you have a parent mm -hmm. that has lured this child, you know, lured him back home, mm -hmm. and then, you know, the mom's all of a sudden like, well, what do you do at dad's house? What do you do at dad's house? And then she, you know, the child says, you know, I do this and I do that. But then mom was like, well, I think that you guys should be doing more. Maybe, maybe you guys should, you know, spend more time alone or, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. Maybe it should just be y'all. <laughs> maybe you should not be trying to tell us what we're going to do in our house. That's it, girl. That's, no, I can't, I cannot deal with that. Let me get back on, on my soapbox real quick. <laughs> so, we've talked about how CJ plays video games, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it has turned into something that he and Zarian do together. That's and them. Zarian consider he really considers his dad his best friend. And he said yesterday. And that's how they have bonded. Yeah. And that has been really good for them. Yeah. Um, Carly is starting to play games. Okay. And she's getting good at some of them, too. And so it's not... Carly? It's... Not because she's trying to find a way to bond with her dad, but she knows that, you know, that's a part of his PTSD. Mm -hmm. And to get the chat, the chatter and everything out of his head, to get like the, you know, memories that, you know, from, you know, where he was, you know, in Iraq and some of the things that he's gone through and seen. That's one thing that he can focus on to where he's not thinking about all that bad stuff. And when they got T-boned by that bus, girl, that fucked him up bad. I'm pretty sure. So it was just like, you know, all those things came rushing back in a certain sense. And I think a lot of people don't understand what PTSD does to somebody. And you have to have an outlet in order to not focus on that or you become depressed. Mm -hmm. You become angry. You have anxiety. I mean, PTSD, literally, if you don't know what it does to somebody, Google it. If you feel like you have somebody in your family that has it and educate yourself on it so that you can understand and support the person that has it. To me, that's so important because I have it too. Because I was in a shootout when I was a kid. I remember you told me. So I totally, I think, and I think that's why it doesn't bother me. Right. That he plays video games. Right. But um, we've discussed it in the house before. And not to air out too much of our laundry. Um, you know, I've talked to the kids. Like, you know, your dad always sets aside time for you. Like when they come home on the weekends... He makes sure that it's turned off at a certain amount of time. We are going to go play hide-and-go-seek in the dark, mm -hmm. which I had never played until I started dating CJ. That game was fun as hell. And so far, nobody has got me because I'm angry. <laughs> but Lily is the hide-and-seek ninja. Okay. All day long because she can fit her anywhere. She's fun size. Yes, yeah, we put her in sinks. I remember y'all saying her in the sink one time. I'm like, because <laughs> there are two I'm like, is we she had her all over the place. <laughs> like, is she in the sink? She's in the sink, and she don't care either because she's like me. She wants to win, of course. So, of course, I screw up on occasion. I'm like, all right, go now. And, of course, she, you know, mm -hmm. has left feet. So, she runs. I'm like, run light. And she, like, takes off. And you can hear her coming in. Here comes, we'll say, Zarian. Shooting out, sorry, from the other room. Like, bam, gotcha. Hey, guy, you don't want me to go. I'm like, go quieter next time. <laughs> but... Like, he does set aside time with kids to do things. And so, I think that, you know, like in our instance, they could go over and complain right. about 
dad's always doing this or dad's always doing that. But if the other parent's listening to the kid, I'm going to tell you right now. And I learned this from my children. And I don't know. They didn't do it on purpose. They did it because they're kids. Mm -hmm. And they don't know any better. Right. And sometimes kids do things because they want something. Yeah. But they don't realize that they're playing their parents against each other and making them fight. They don't know that because they don't understand it. They just know that they can say something because they know that they've said it before and can rile a parent up yeah. and they can get what they want. Right. But that, you know what, Kelly? That's when I think if there's an issue such as that, I think that you that you need to come together and discuss it and not be accusatory. You're doing this. You're doing this. Right. And I'm using Zary this is not going to, Zary is telling me that you guys are not doing this. Zary is telling me that you guys are not doing that. But you know what? You need to listen because kids lie. Yes, they do. Kids lie. Yes. But then they're also very honest. But kids lie mm-hmm. because they want their way. Right. So you need to sit down as an adult. Right. And have a an adult conversation. So I will say that CJ has, he does do that well. Um, he's he's really good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when my kids started doing that kind of mess, I would get fired up, and I made the mistake of like going on the attack with their dad. And after a while, and my ex-husband also kind of instigated some of it, so it was one of those things where you're kind of damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right. But you want to take up for your kid, right? So, I mean, I understand why people do that stuff, but in the back of my head, like being an honest open person I was just like using something to make me the better parent right and not that I was doing it intentionally but like after the whole thing was said and done it was just like I just I probably look like the better parent right that's a form of parental alienation it is I am not perfect I have screwed up as a parent and that's one of the things that I'm always open and like happy to talk about because I don't want somebody making the same mistakes that I made right because I'm not perfect but when you've I guess when you get your karma, sometimes mm-hmm. when you see it happen, like I see it happen with friends, you know, I have other people who, you know, call and complain about the ex-spouse of, like, their boo thing, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, man, okay, look, I know what's going on, mm-hmm. there's some kind of insecurity, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with you, it has to do with the spouse. Right, but what do you feel about another, you, you know, you were saying about parental alienation, what do you feel about mom buying when mom buying the affection of the child? I mean, that's messed up because what that does to that child is, at some point in time, it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. They're going to stop buying things. Yes, yeah. because they're going to get lazy. They're going to feel like I got my, my you know hook synced into them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it anymore. Or they're going to run out of money because, damn, look at what's going on in the world right now. Who knows how long this shit's going to last. It could be 2008 again at some point in time. So my whole thing is um, it's going to back. That's still going to backfire. Like, yeah, here, I'll buy you a pair of shoes. And, you know, you can spend this weekend with me. At home. Yeah, and we'll go out and we'll do something special for you. So that, you know, or we'll go and, you know, see a movie or... Even though it's the other parents' weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, well, why don't we go and do this? And you can just tell, you know, your mom or your dad or whoever, you know, the other person is mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll just come the next weekend. And so now they've gone like, you know, <coughs> and the kid's just like, huh, 
yeah, because I want what I want. And if right. you're going to give me stuff, I'm going to be like, Christmas every weekend, I'm going to take it. Right. They don't realize because they're kids. Right. But, you know, Kelly... It backfires, though. It backfires because the money runs out, they get lazy, they get complacent, they get comfortable. Then the kid gets mad at that parent, and they expect them to always buy them something. Right. But then they go to the other house, and they're just like, well, how come you don't ever buy me anything? Yes. Because this is what, you know, dad does, or this is what mom does. Yeah. And it goes back to, well, I'm not the other parent. You're right. So. But you shouldn't do that because, you know, we were talking, we were talking about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Zarian is my only child. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the amount of money that I spend on Zarian, which is not a whole lot because I'm poor. Because uh, <laughs> you got to pay for a new garage door. You got to pay for a new garage door. Which is not a lot. We're going to get an OnlyFans. <laughs> Only pause. I'm selling dog pictures, okay? <laughs> Only pause. Only pause. <laughs> um, you know, the money, amount of money that I spent on Zarian, he's my only child. So, you know, that and alone is is not realistic because I can't expect you guys to spend that same amount of money just on Zarian. Yeah. You have three other kids there. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can't, and you know, and I surely can't expect you guys to make Zarian your top dog. Yeah. Because Zarian is not, he he is a member of that family. Everybody over at your household is treated the same. Right. And everybody over here is just me and Zarian. Yeah. And the dogs. Yeah. But, you know, Zarian, Zarian does get more money. Yeah. You know, when it comes to Christmas, every year I, I keep saying I have a limit, but then once I buy stuff, then I'm like, I don't think it's enough. Cause me and my mama, every year, we look and we think what, that's is this like the parents' curse because we do the same damn thing. Like we're just like we're going to spend like three hundred dollars this year. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, and then when you're looking at it, you're like, well, is this enough? Right. But you don't take into account the expensive stuff that you just bought, like um, you know, freaking PlayStation Four or something. Oh, are we on like five? Oh, we're on five now. Five. I don't game, so there's that. Yeah. But then you know you you're at that point. But like I said. You know, it's not like I spend an, uh, an exuberant amount of money on Darian, but, you know, he's my only child. Yeah. But I can't expect you to spend that same amount of money on Darian. Right. Because he's not your, he's not y'all's only child. Yeah. So, you know. You bring up a good point because there are parents out there that's just like, well, I'm doing this for him. Why aren't you? Right. Well, I'm doing this. How come you can't do that? They don't care about the other person's finances. They don't care about no. the other person. And it's just like, who cares? Like, seriously, are you that insecure of yourself that you have to build yourself up that much to compete with the other parent? And let me tell you, I've said it a million times, comparison is the death of joy. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. If you are a mom who is dealing with a stepmom, stop comparing yourself to her because you are not her. You're completely different. The mother will always have the love of the child over the stepmother all day long, as long as the mother is not abusing the children. Yeah. I mean, it's just always gonna be like that because moms always have that special bond with their kids. Yeah. Unless they're crackheads, unless they're treating their, their children terribly. Not crackheads anymore, it's meth. Oh, sorry, meth heads. Excuse me, the math. The math, unless they're math heads. <laughs> I'm doing so many equations, I can't take care of you right now. <laughs> Somebody said Mathos to me the other day, and I'm like, what are they, like, stuck in a calculus book so far they can't take care of their kids? Like, I don't understand. You know, people say, you know, people think, change things. But like I said, it's the math. Yeah. 
the math. But yeah, the the mom's always gonna have to love the child. Always. So stop comparing yourself. Stop looking at yourself as you're inadequate or you have to compete. There is no competition. There's not. There's none. I never felt like I had to compete with my kid's stepmother. She made it easy on me. Yeah, she did. <laughs> After a while, she did make it easy on me and I was just like, well, I don't have to do anything, I'm good. But, <laughs> which is terrible, it is terrible. However, um, I really wish she could turn it around and love my babies. I really do. I, I pray for it. I pray that she could be a good person and a good stepmother to my children. Well, you know, Kelly, I don't look at it that way. And I'm speaking just for me. I don't look at it that way because there are, there are things that you do mm -hmm. that I wish that I, I could do or yeah. I had the time to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm just happy that somebody's doing it with me. Right. That's a really good way to look at it, too. Because... I'm not one to make gingerbread houses. I'm not one to bake cookies. Mm -hmm. I'm not one to, you know. You got fucking Susie Homemaker over here. You got Susie Homemaker. <laughs> I'm not one that's going to, you know. Um, Susie Homemaker with a really bad potty mouth. I'm not one to make costumes. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to buy them. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit there and sew that shit. But <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and sew that shit. I'm going to buy them. Or right, you know what? We're going to figure it out. We're going to find somebody mm -hmm. on Facebook who is selling that shit. Right. But uh, real quick, let's rabbit trail for a second. I tried really hard to sew a costume for my daughter one year. And she looked like it was terrible. I, I'm not going to be on Project Runway anytime in my life. <laughs> I took a whole bunch of clothes that I didn't wear anymore and left some of her old shit that she didn't wear anymore. Did you try to make a quilt? Oh, I did. One time I did try to make a quilt out of her old onesies. It's somewhere. It might not be anywhere. I've moved so many times. It might be since she's a baby. It's it's probably in the trash. It's probably in the trash mountain over there. <laughs> Mount Trashmore. Murfreesboro. Mount Trashmore. Mount Trashmore. Mount Trashmore. I did not. Is that what they call it now? Yeah. But, yeah, so I did try to do that. But, I mean, she liked it. I think we were going as punk rockers that year. Right. I wore a tutu with, like, some Spanx mm -hmm. biker shorts under okay. it. So, I mean, it ended up, I mean, she looked like a hot damn mess, but she felt like she looked like a punk rocker. And I was like, girl, if you like it, then, I mean, we'll do it. But, Kelly, I'm I, I think like, so. I think I had to show you that video when Zarian, it's our last year I was at Casey Lane, Zarian was on the trash can rolling up and down the damn aisle in his costume uh, he was a uh, sub-zero and his actual the costume the costume split I just let it go <laughs> I just let it go off <laughs> yes <laughs> he's only gonna work tonight anyway the video of CJ jumping out scaring him when we went trick-or-treating that year I was just like <laughs> I can't wait. I didn't think he was actually gonna scare him, but he jumped. He jumped back about a half mile. I remember. I saw it. <laughs> that was funny. I saw it. Oh my god, I love scaring my kids. I used to have a Vaughn that was solely dedicated to me jumping out from behind things, scaring the absolute bejesus out of my kids. Mm. I need to start doing that again. The kids these days are so desensitized. It's from the Grinch. But so. But anyways, yeah, buying things to keep your kids with you, using materialistic, that's okay, ooh, that was another thing I wanted to talk about with that. You are teaching your kids, when you're buying them stuff like that, that being materialistic is more important 
than your family. Right. I don't think people think about that. But hey, if you save me this weekend, I'll take you shopping and buy you a whole bunch of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you're telling them that going shopping and having money spent on you is more important than going and seeing your other parent that loves and values you and misses you and wants to see you. Yeah. I mean, and that parent, I feel like they have to know, especially if they know that that other parent loves their child, that that's going to destroy them over and over and over again you're destroying that parent and they can't control them but you know what I'm going to use my kid to control them mm -hmm. and I'm going to use my kid to destroy that parent over and over and over again and then I win because I'm making them hurt as bad as I'm hurting Right. when the fact of the matter is you're always going to hurt and you're going to hurt even worse when your kids do it to you one day, because they will, they will come back and they will do it to you and they will hate you for it. Right. Or they'll dislike you greatly. Oh, hate might be a strong word. But they're gonna they're gonna call you out on it. They are. And I mean you really people who are out of control in their life will use anything to control others. Mm -hmm. But when you're using your kids and I'm repeating myself, that really chaps my ass. That bothers me. It's no, a child. It's a child they're innocent. They should be happy. If everybody hates each other, if everybody can't stand each other, the child shouldn't know. They just shouldn't know. You know what? And I, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm throw one at you. There was something about that other parent that you liked at that time. Yeah. So, why are you trying to hurt them? Why are you trying to hurt them? Yeah. I think some people want to be negative. I think. I do think that there are some people out there who will never be happy. I don't think that, and it could be, let me get all psychological real quick. It could be that they don't know how to be happy. It could be that if they become happy one day, everything's going to get taken away from them because of some kind of past hurt where they have abandonment issues, which a lot of the times is the reason. Or they could just be a hateful damn person. What if they're only happy when, when they have somebody? Oh. And that's called codependency. That's called, I can't do it by myself. So, um, yeah, I got to depend on somebody else to help me or do it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there are also parents who are codependent on their kids. Yeah. And use their kids as their partner. Or not partner, like in a weird way. But they use them as, like, you know, their comfort. Mm -hmm. And it's not a kid's job, and it's not a kid's responsibility to take care of their parent. It is the parent's it's responsibility to take care of the kid. We're going to have to talk about that on the next one. Because I could write a book on that shit. <laughs> we, we really are. But, yeah, no. I mean, that's a really good point. I'm glad you threw that out at me. I'm going to throw it back. What do you think? It's, I agree. I agree with you 1000% because it's not Darian's job to take care of me. It's not Darian's place to try and make me happy. Yeah. It is my place yeah. to try and make me happy. But you know what? Then that shows Darian how to manipulate mm -hmm. and how to be just a shithead. Well, and they'll never be. Uh, you're raising a child that's never going to be happy either on any level. Right. And so. Two days after I had Sophie, and I finally came to because it was a terrible birth, um, I remember looking at her, and I remember telling her, I hope that you grow up to be better than me. Mm -hmm. I want you to be a better version of myself. Yeah. 
I want you to be a better mom. I want you to be better with everything. Please trump me all day long. Yeah. Make, make me look like I didn't do it right. I just want you to be better than me. And I kind of feel like if you use your child as your companion or your comfort, you're holding them back from anything or everything. You hold them back. They won't be good at anything because they'll be too worried about being responsible for you. Right. And so they can't go out there and live their life. And then when they do try to get a taste of trying to live their own life because everybody gets rebellious at some point in time, that parent always has a way to bring them back. Mm -hmm. Bring them back in, make them feel like they're responsible again, ruin relationships, Mm -hmm. ruin them. I mean, we're getting some deep shit right now. But it's stuff that I've seen happen. Mm-hmm. to other people and it's just like our job as parents is to raise healthy well-adjusted children that we send out into the world to be healthy and well-adjusted to make a mark on the planet yeah. I want my kids to go out there and like make a mark even if it's like even if they only touch four people's lives imagine how many people's lives those four people can touch it's like what the power of four those four people touch four people those four people touch four people I mean it's, it starts with one it's all the time you know what Kelly I remember when, um, and not to get too political, when I had Zeri, I had Zeri in 2008, and that was right when Barack Obama was inaugurated. Mm -hmm. And the night I was sitting there watching the inauguration, I mean, not, yeah, it was the inauguration. No, I take it back. Not the inauguration. The election results. Take it back. Lord have mercy. Election night. The election night. And I I talked to Zeri, which he, you know. And I was like, you know what? You can be anything that you want. Right now, the United States has uh, elected the first black president. Mm -hmm. I want Zarian to be the type of person that he makes a mark on this world. Right. Not in a negative way. Right. Not in a negative way. Right. But make his mark and be a productive person. Right. Not be one of these people who drags you down. Energy vampires. Yes. We call these people energy vampires. You know, energy vampires are people who are never happy and they basically suck the life out of you. You do. They do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. But, you know, it's my job as a mother to be, you know, honest and and be on and have an honest relationship with Zarian and not try to have him be like, well, I don't want to come over there because, you know, mm-hmm. mom's lonely. Yeah. Or, you know, mom said that she would take me to buy me this this weekend so I can't come over. Yeah. I don't want I don't want that. Right. I want my time. Yeah. I want my time. But I also want CJ to have his time. Right. Because that was Kelly, that was always the one thing that I talked to CJ about when we were, when, you know, when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I want him to have that relationship with Zarian mm-hmm. because we're not in the same household, mm-hmm. but I want that relationship so that way there's no resentment. So Zarian can look back and say, you know what? I had a healthy, happy relationship with my dad. Right. I had a healthy, happy relationship with my mom. Right. Not, there were always, there's always turmoil. Yeah. Mom used to talk shit about dad. Yeah. Dad used to talk shit about mom. Yeah. It was a healthy, happy relationship. And that's how it should be. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, and there are people who, I've, I did have a friend, we don't really talk that much anymore, but, um, this was, and this was years ago, 
but she would talk shit about her ex-husband. And, I mean, he, he was still single. So, like, I mean, he wasn't dating. He wasn't with anybody. He was just out there living his best life. And she would talk shit about him, but she didn't think the kids were listening because she would be in another room. Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm here to tell you right now, kids will drop them eggs like nobody's business. I know. They will. My kids, the only memory that my son has of me and his dad being together is a fight where he was hiding behind the couch with the sister. And I didn't even know they were there. Kids listen to everything. And you may think that they're not hearing anything that you're saying, but they're hearing you because kids want control. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they feel like a little out of control sometimes, and they're trying to figure out like where their place is. Of course. And if they have a parent that's like trying to control everything, can't control themselves, they're gonna go out there and like eavesdrop, kind of control situations too, because that's what they've been shown. Mm-hmm. And so you may think that they can't hear you, you may think that they're not listening, you may think that they're asleep, but I'm here to tell you right now, you don't ever say anything with a kid in the house because the kid's gonna hear it. And it's only going to make you look terrible. In the long run, yeah. Yeah, and so the kid goes back and tells the other parent, and you want to know what? They were really good about saying, I'm really sorry you had to hear that, but you don't need to worry about it. I'm taking care of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I really love and admire about CJ is that I know he's that kind of dad. Yeah. Like, you know, anything were to ever come up. You know what? That's not something you need to worry about. You're a kid. You're right. You're right. Because, you know, CJ and I talked, how old were you? And we talked about the last relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, and, you know, it wasn't the best. Yeah. But, you know, then I had to have, CJ and I talked while you guys were out trick or treating yeah. in the car. Because I'll never grow up. And he told, you know, he told me, he said, Lucretia. You know, Darian talked to me about what was going on and things that was going on in the house, but I had to tell him, you have to trust your mom. I do. Mm-hmm. I trust your mom. Yeah. And when there's a problem, she'll let me know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm grateful for that. Isn't he a good dad? Yeah. God, I love him. He's like, I mean, I love him because he's my husband. We're going to have to give him some props real quick. He's the best dugum daddy I have ever seen in my life. I mean, I do call him a stepped-up dad because... I mean, he gave my daughter a job, and at first, they butt heads, because we're both Aquarians, he's a Libra, and it's just kind of like in our nature, mm-hmm. but it's also in our nature to have like a great relationship too, mm-hmm. but they butt heads and argue a lot, and Sophie is stubborn as hell, like she literally just, you know, she, she'll take them on, and nine times out of ten, I'm just like... I'm too old for this shit. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it right now. I'm, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. you had it. But, um, she, they had some growing pains. And then because of what happened with, um, my second husband, Xander had some growing pains because he didn't know whether he could trust him or not. Mm-hmm. And CJ did not have to buy Xander anything. He didn't have to do anything but just be there and be present. And he is the best damn stepfather my kids could have ever have had. And watching him with the girls, you know, watching him with Zarian, like, I just wish, like, I know y'all can't be there all the time, but I wish you guys could see the things that I see that make him such an amazing father. And it just, it warms my heart. It just makes me love him so much more to see how fortunate we are to have him in our lives. Mm-hmm. We are so fucking lucky. I'm going to tell you, I remember being at your wedding and the, the, 
you know, what the kids said to CJ. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my kids were worried about me getting married again. Because, you know, I was worried about getting married again, to be honest with you, because that shit ain't easy to do. It's not. It's <laughs> not. At all. But, um, yeah, they were concerned about it. But I think at the end of the day, they were glad. They were just like, you know, I think she's finally where she's supposed to be. And I had a psychic, I had a psychic tell me that he was who I was going to be with until I die. And I was supposed to die when I'm like in my 80s. Hey. So I know I'm about to live my best life for the next 40 some odd years. <laughs> I'm halfway there because it's 88. So I'm 44 now. So I got, I'm halfway there. You're halfway there? Yes. I'm officially midlife. But um, they also told me that, you know, he was supposed to be like my forever. And um, he thinks that he's going to go in his 50s, but I hate to break to him. It's like, I get to go first. I get to go first. Was that one of the things that we that you talked to her about with wine and wine? No, no, it wasn't Lynn. Okay. But I need to get her to do my cards now. I really do. Lynn, if you're listening, I need you to do my cards. It's time. Um, but no, this was, so there was a woman in, um, uh, Estes Park. Mm-hmm. Like, she almost called my divorce with my second husband to the day. And she also said, there's going to be somebody that's going to come along who you were supposed to be with, and it is not going to be like anything you've ever experienced before. And you're going to break all your rules. And I did. And I didn't think about it until CJ and I had been dating for a while. But I did break all the rules that I typically had for myself mm-hmm. to have that relationship. And it worked. And she said... Don't get scared because it's going to work because that's who you were supposed to be with. Um, and I guess, you know, thinking about it, he, where he's younger than me, it just, maybe I should have gotten married twice. Maybe <laughs> I should have just, like, waited. Who knows? I don't know. No. Your road leads you to where you're going to go. Exactly. But. Because I, I really firmly believe that I have learned a lot from my last relationship. Mm-hmm. I learned about the things that I'm not going to accept. And I, and I knew what I wasn't going to accept him then. Yeah. But what I'm truly not going to accept. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I'm going to date up. Do it. I'm going to date up. And, and it, used to, it used to not be that I thought, well, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if, if he's ugly, ain't nobody else going to want him. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because somebody wanted his ass. But I'm going to date up. Yeah. But you know what? Date up, whatever. If they don't love you, then that is a them problem because you're amazing. Thank you. Like, you are an awesome woman. You have so much to offer. Who gives five shits what anybody has to say because you know your worth. I do. And you go out there with your glow. You let that inner light shine. You show them your worth. I am, honey. Because you are happy. I am. You are independent. You are strong. Mm Mm-hmm. And you are worthy of having somebody that's going to treat you like a million dollars. I'm going to throw one more in here. I'm Charlotte Glenn's daughter. Yes, because Nana knows best. <laughs> Nana knows best. Nana knows. We haven't gotten to that one yet. But we're going to. We are getting there. Girl, you know, we, we, we've done pretty good today. We've only did it once. We've only wrapped girl maybe once tonight. So that's pretty good. I don't know. After the, um, the whole garage. Yeah. <laughs> After we get back and listen to it later, we'll be like, damn, that margarita kicked in quick. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a trail through this whole thing. <laughs> I, made it, I made it good tonight. Yes. Oh, with a little bit of framework made later. Good tonight. 
We needed it though. Yes. We really did. I mean, today was really a good day. It wasn't stressful. We walked through some caves. The girls had never gone into a cave before, so it was so much fun to watch them. How does Aaron do? He, we've taken him to two caves already. Okay. So he's like, whatever. But I mean, he enjoyed it. I'm going to tell y'all, Grandma's Cave was a little bit of a letdown. Where's that at? Kentucky. Y'all went all the way to Kentucky, though? We went all the way to Kentucky. Girl, if, you're gonna, if your hobby and your passion is caves... We, so when we went to Mexico, we went to a cenote. Uh-huh. A cenote. Is that where they have the water in? Yeah, they're like lagoons. Okay. But they're from like, you know, I guess meteors that hit the earth and the water fills it in. But there was one that was a cave and you could snorkel in a cave. And I don't know if y'all have seen that cave movie. Um, what is it? It's a cave movie. I can't think of it right now. But every time like, I snorkel past a crevice, I was just like, ooh, I don't want to be in here right now because I'm in the water and I can't swim that fast. <laughs> like, if some kind of like weird thing comes up and tries to eat me, I'm going to be gone. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yes, the descent. The descent. Two brains. Two brains. They come together in big ones. One big brain. Right. Oh, Lord, it just sounded like you. <laughs> that, that was in the back of my mind the whole entire time we were doing that, though. I was just like, oh, one of those crazy white things with no eyes is going to come eat me. <laughs> but yeah, Mammoth Cave was kind of, it was boring. But I guess it was good to kind of like, you know, get the girls used to being in the dark. But yeah. then we, went, we were driving out and I was like, let's go find this cave. And we couldn't find it. And then we saw a sign for one that was called Onyx Cave. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. It was a really good one. Like we got to go down some like rickety ass scary stairs. And... Yeah, I might as well went to Rock City. <laughs> There was, oh, you know Batman Squeeze at Rock City? Uh-huh. There was one thing that we had to go through, and I was just like, I got, my birth and hips are way too wide. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, so I had to, like, you know, shimmy. I just wouldn't make it shimmy through. Shimmy through it. I wouldn't have made it through. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it through. As long as I got some air between the top and the bottom, I'm like, good. I really, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this last year, these last few years, I really realized how claustrophobic I really am now. I used to not be claustrophobic. Really? I used to not be. But try going into MRI. I had to do it for my babies. No, Kelly. When you're truly in like this, and there is no, and the thing is like right here. Did they put DMX in your headphones? No. I'm, I'm going to make it. No, I didn't get the opportunity. Really? Really. Next, they have them where they can give you headphones no, and play music. I was in the hospital. <sighs> okay, well, next time, ask them for headphones with music. And do some DMX rough robbers, and it'll get you right straight through it. No, girl, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I could not do it. The first time I did the MRI, I was fine. Yeah. And this last time, no. I don't like the noise. It's like. That's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. It's horrible. All right, y'all. This is going to be the end of our Marguerite Monday. It has been a day. It is almost 9 o'clock. I'm sure most of y'all are in bed. That's where I'm going to be here in about 20 minutes. I'm going to finish my drinking. Yes. But we appreciate y'all for being here. Yep. We have a special surprise next month that we tried to do tonight, but we couldn't yeah. do it because shit got real. <laughs> door fell. Things happened. <laughs> we just could not get our act together tonight. But we do have a special surprise, so mark your calendars. And we are trying to uh, do a little something. We're trying to make our podcast better. If you have any suggestions, shoot us a text. Shoot us a message. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you guys know. We have a Facebook page now. We do have a Facebook we page. Have it's a, called The Honey Squad. The Honey Squad. Yeah, so like, share, and repeat. Share and follow. Yeah, repeat too. Okay, repeat too. Yeah, like it a lot. 
Yeah. It is. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you for being a part of our stream. Good night. We'll see y'all in a month.